You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Equal Vision Records and Sound Talent Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. This week, episode 199, we're almost to 200. It's insane to think about. But today, episode 199, Jenny Cotterill from Bad Cop, Bad Cop returns to the show for a part two. One of my favorite guests of all time, one of your favorite guests of all time, one of the most requested part twos I've had so far. Uh, I'm stoked to bring this conversation to you. We did it back in December around Christmas time, but I wanted to hold off on putting this one out because it's so hilarious and I really wanted to have the right time for it. And and this is now is the right time for it. So uh, thanks to Jenny for coming back on the show. Uh, we've become great friends over the last while since we met doing it the first time. Uh, in the car over at the Twilight Cafe here in Portland, back to when Bad Cop, Bad Cop came through the last time. And uh, yeah, it was like instant friendship. She's great and a very, very talented person, uh, talented baker, talented musician, uh, all sorts of things. She does everything. It's crazy. She's very creative, an amazing artist. Uh, their new album, The Ride, is out now. And uh, one of my favorite Bad Cop, Bad Cop songs is Take My Call. And that's what's going to be the intro music for this one as well. Um, I love that song. It's really, really good. Um, you know, Bad Cop, Bad Cop is an amazing band. If you guys have not seen them live, you need to do so. Uh, if you have not heard them for some reason, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you've heard Jenny on before, but go check them out. They're fantastic. Um, they did that weekend at Fatty's performance. Uh, if you want to see the new songs live, that's one of the best places to do it because uh, it got professionally mixed, um, which was great. So anyways, uh, let's get some business out of the way and we'll jump right in. So peerpleasurepodcast.com is the website. Peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is the email if you want to get in touch with me. Uh, if you have questions or comments, uh, guest suggestions, anything like that, please pardon my voice. It's a little bit scratchy. I've been had a cold the last few days. 
uh, as we're snowed in here in Portland, and uh, I'm noticing now in my headphones that I sound pretty rough. So I apologize for that. So uh, that being the case, uh, I want to jump right into this one. You need to hear me ramble on more and more, but um, thank you guys for coming back week after week. Thanks for being awesome. Uh, Thanks for hanging in there through these trying times. We're still in, but we're going to get through it. And like I said, this is episode 199. Episode 200 is next week. It's an awesome milestone, and I'm appreciative to every guest that's come on the show over the last 200 episodes and every person that's listened. Uh, Thank you so much. Tell a friend, rate, and subscribe. All right, guys, here's my conversation with Jenny Cotterill from Bad Cop, Bad Cop. like high on making a very funny cake today so i feel i feel good i feel like my <laughs> emotions and headspace is determined a lot by still by like productivity and output i know that's not healthy but it's real so yeah. um and that's so rare these days you know like yeah. getting something done that you're really happy with um yeah so that's good um yeah i just had a good dinner what what could i complain about you know? Man, that sounds wonderful. This is the cake you sent. This is the one for Sam, right? The the, yeah. the Nick Cage cake. Yeah. <laughs> Con yeah. Air of all yeah. movies to be turned into a cake. And that- I feel yeah. He told well, so okay. He did not ask specifically for a Nick Cage cake, but he did. He's like, I just want a cake. Um, first of all, Sam kind of like fostered me baking from home during coronavirus, which for some reason I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do that. And then he was like, well, my daughter's birthday is coming up and there's nothing going on. Could you please do this? And I was like, yeah, totally. So um, that was the first cake I made during COVID. And then uh, he was like, yeah, it's my birthday. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. And I was like, what do you, what do you like? (laughs) You know. (laughs) And he said, 
Nick Cage and Con Air. And then he listed like a bunch of other stuff. But I was like so floored by that being like the first <laughs> thing that he liked. You know what I mean? I was like, that's so random. I've never met anybody that's like, tell me about yourself. Yeah. I love Nick Cage and Con Air. You know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that's just what happened. That's He told me other stuff, but I was like, I've got to make a Nick Cage cake. So That's yeah. incredible. When you asked him that, did he kind of look off like Nicolas Cage does? Did he kind of just go, mm, yeah. just like the, the face <laughs> that is on the cake? The wind coming from nowhere. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we were on the phone, so I don't know. Oh, no, but, that uh, won't work then. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I was like, it's one of those things where you're like, I hope this is okay. Like, it's so weird that I've chosen to do this. But he was like, obviously, he like has a sense of humor. And um, yeah. yeah, so it was great. He loved it. Man, <laughs> that is incredible. That cake is awesome. And Sam is all, we were just talking, because uh, I had you on the show. And then the Drinks with Johnny guys got with me. And they're like, man, Jenny Cotterill's episode was awesome. Like, can we get in touch with her? That whole thing happened. So then Sam, I had Johnny back on. Nice. And we told a pretty funny story about me taking a call from Sam from the bathtub and him not knowing. Because <laughs> I was, it was, and I've already said it on the show once already, but I'll tell you, my wife and kids went camping middle of the week and I was working. Okay. And we had, the night before we had chicken wings. And well, I had chicken wings. My wife's vegan. Um, and my kids will, will eat the boneless wings, but I had chicken, straight up chicken wings. Didn't finish them. Get home from work. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a bath and I'm going to eat the rest of these chicken wings. I Why love not? this. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing that. I have my AirPods and I'm listening to a podcast and my phone rings and it's Sam. And we're on the phone for like 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> the whole time I'm like looking at my chicken wings. I'm in the bath. And I'm trying, do I let him know I'm in the bath? Do yes. I try to be quiet? <laughs> so I just let it, I rode with it and just let it, I just, I was quiet and just kind of started whatever, um, pruning up and just on the phone with Sam. <laughs> and then this ties into you because you connected me with Zach Blair and he and I talk all the time now and he called in right I, after Sam. That's the most fun. Okay. Right? I'm still in the bath and I'm still, no. yeah. But that one I actually got out. I was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. But it was that was right after I signed to EVR, and they were both calling to ask about that whole deal. And uh, oh. oh my god! So there we have it. Double connection. Um, first, I think you should make these like unusual environments like your thing that you should like <laughs> always be interviewing from like like where it's almost like a mad lib like dewey is blank eating blank you know what i mean like or like you know what i mean you just fill it in and he will do that interview from there yeah um, second of all i love that you were eating chicken wings in the bath as like unadulterated me time because that sounds kick-ass it was it was awesome for about three minutes before he called uh, and then I would not it. take that call to be honest. This is the difference between you and me is I'd be like, I'm calling back later. Like this is not the time, but good for you. And this, this is why is, you're a pro. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the reason behind writing. Take my call. Is it right? Uh, Cause I haven't no. told you a story. Oh, yet. Those lyrics would be very different. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm going to write you a song. That's about 
that starts with eating chicken wings in the bath. If, this is happening. If Johnny ever asks you to make him a cake uh, <laughs> and do whatever you want, make it a bathtub, like the No Effects yeah, re- yeah. book cover. That's what I'm picturing when I see this cake. Yeah, like, a sculpted tub. Yeah, yeah that's we have a clawfoot tub. Yeah, the clawfoot. The, the house is from 1904. Yeah. It's, this is quite, maybe it should be a painting and not a cake, you know? I think it's like. Like the Seinfeld, uh, the, the George or the Kramer. Just, oh. I love, I love a painting that sh- like is so unnecessary. Like that's one of my favorite things that anybody ever does, you know? Yeah. Like P.S. when I was making this Nick Cage cake, I found the perfect picture of him and it's like the wind is coming in and he's like eyes closed and smiling. And then I went to go find the picture again because I didn't screen cap it. And I found a painting someone did of that, which I was like, (laughs) awesome. You know, like whoever did this cool, the internet is weird. And like, you'll never know who did anything, but like, it was just like, that's how I knew it was going to be good. It was like, someone had already painted this. Of course, (laughs) I'm going to put it on a cake. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's paint this picture. And What's, there's those weird like thrift store hipster uh like pieces of wood that people like varnish pictures of like Jesus on and stuff. Yeah. We could even do yeah. it that way. It could be a painting yeah. of that. Yeah. The picture, people are gonna be confused when they see the digital image. They're gonna be like, What am I looking at here? Is it an actual man in a bathtub or is it a picture of a man in a bathtub on <laughs> We don't know. And then we'll have to have when it's safe, a real art show. With like, this, yeah. That's the best part because I, you know, I'm, I'm enormous. I can fit in that. I can stretch my legs out without like my knees up to my chest. Wow. So I'm like, I can't we'll even keep fit this thing. Up here. Okay. Yeah. This is truly a majestic scene you're painting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you. I, I figured can you I would have, enjoy it. Did you have one of those like, <laughs> trays that fits across no. the top. No. Okay. Straight up out of the out of the little cardboard container. Okay. Uh, sitting <laughs> sitting next to me. This is gross. Not because of what I did, but because of where it was. We bought this thing when we had the kids. We bought this that squatty potty thing. Mm-hmm. They never yeah. used it and we never use it, but that's how they get in and out of the bathtub safely Ooh. as a step stool. So my wings okay. are sitting on a squatty potty <laughs> next to me. With my phone on it as well. And the yeah. AirPods in. Yeah. Taking business calls. I never <laughs> I never felt more powerful in my life. Like I think there's like a thing on Instagram of like baths, very luxurious baths, um, where there's like shitloads of candles and like the tub is full of flowers. Like we need to set this up. Maybe when you like write a memoir, it's like the tub is full of chicken wings. And just like earpods or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> we also joke that if we did this, like set up a set up a Johnny was talking about, I think he was talking about setting up like a studio like this, but up on the wall, like next to the tub would be all things that plug in, like toasters and stuff. <laughs> so it's just this fucked up, like dangerous scene. And everything's plugged into Death a power trap. strip. Yeah. yeah. Just fucking oh. hair dryer. Yeah. What else? Yeah, lava lamp. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you decide to take this to like an all Zoom platform, we can at least make like a background where we change out the, the appliances and then you like have a fake bubble 
you know, like a like a kid's play. Basically, we have like a scrim in the front. <laughs> and every once in a while, a toaster falls in or something. I'm like, oh man, yeah. Oh, I guess, oh, oh lucky that yeah. wasn't plugged in. But <laughs> yeah. everything else will be plugged in. Whatever randomly falls in just happens to not be plugged in. I think when something falls into there should be like a glitter bomb. Like it's like, it's like the stage version of an electrocution, you know? Yes. Like, okay. We'll the little just... thing comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paper snakes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah. many okay. fucked up things here in, in one little segment. I love it. I'll tell you something else fucked it. up. So before I came here to the studio, we were watching National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. The yes. kids are finally into it. Well, my daughter is, and she is uh, seven now, and she is laughing. She's like saying things that are going to happen before they happen. She's never seen it before. Man, a tree is really? probably going to fall through the window. Bam, there it is. And she starts laughing. But so we finished that. I had to, like, I was like, hey, I got to head to the studio. They wanted to watch Unaccompanied Minors, a movie I've never heard of. But apparently okay. it's a kid's Christmas movie. Uh. And she's like, I wonder where that, like, is that streaming somewhere? So I type in really quick on my phone, unaccompanied minors streaming, but I accidentally spelled streaking. So I, I, oh, I Googled no. unaccompanied minors streaking. As, no. I hit, as I hit enter, I was like, oh, Google autocorrect this. It did not. Yeah. And it just brought oh. up a bunch of stuff of like, uh, like Obama stuff and Trump stuff and then like laws and things. And I told, <laughs> told my wife like, uh, the FBI might be at the house later when I get home. Right. Could, so <laughs> all time fuck ups. But that, yeah, that set off my night. It was just like, this is going to be good. Yeah. Be I'm great. sorry about that. I, uh, I hope your algorithm isn't shifted forever <laughs> for that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my I'm God. not into it. I swear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Google, Google oh. auto corrected me. I wonder if that's ever happened. Someone's got off or something for an autocorrect mistake. That was their defense. Oh, it autocorrected. I guess I guess people don't get sent to jail for Googling something. Probably. Sometimes I think the autocorrect is like fucking with me. Like, for instance, all the time, I can't type the word and without it turning to ABD, which I don't know what that means. But like, I've never written and without going back, which I was like, this is a word that happens every other word, but mm -hmm. okay. Um, and I remember one time I was sending a text back to my boss uh, and it, it auto-corrected some word, I don't remember what, to panties, which I was like, <laughs> no, uh, like, no. What if, you know what I mean? Like, no, thank yep. you. What the fuck? So I do kind of think it's a suspect system. Not How often do you text panties? I never. I hate that word, by the way. Like, I was like, how dare you? You know, I would, yeah, to my you, boss, gross. Like, you hate the word panties? I do. It is I a do. little delicate. I feel like it's like an older man's word for ladies' underpants. You yeah. Know? Needs to describe what he's trying to fold. Yeah. On the he's Sunday, he's doing boy. laundry for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Rolling yeah. this thing up into a little. <laughs> mm -hmm. <Yeah. laughs> oh my god jenny yeah this is this is great i'm loving yeah, this it's nice to talk to a human i have i feel like when everything kind of went off 
I was like, everything was a zoom. And then everybody kind of remembered, like, you don't have to actually zoom for everything. You could just talk on the phone. And then everyone forgot to talk on the phone. Um, so I just haven't, this is a, a rare human interaction for me. <laughs> well, I'm glad, I'm glad to be here with you because, uh, yeah. I've been looking forward to this and you said, so do you have, are you in a place with just you and your dog or do you have roommates? Um, I have a wonderful roommate whose okay. birthday is tomorrow. Do you want to see her cake? Yes, I do. <laughs> present, <laughs> I'm, present I'm right this. next to the cake bridge. <laughs> it's pretty cute. All right. So don't drop it. Oh, I will not. Look at it's pretty that. cute. It is this happy birthday, Cynthia. You can't tell because of the lights, mm -hmm. but anyways. Cynthia's a Sagittarius, and this is a strawberry cake, and this color is like she wears a lot of it. So that's what I went for. Nice. Also, I always wanted to make like a super fancy looking cakey cake. Yeah. Um, and I thought she likes things that are very cute and kind of kitschy and it might be a good fit for her. Yeah. Um, but she did come home while I was decorating it today. So mm. she already knows. <laughs> I was good like, sorry, Lord. this is your cake. It's perfect. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's, it's classic, like a classic feel, but there's so much on it, like going on that tie into those things you're talking about with like the kitsch and the, yeah. The, yeah. You just yeah, got away I, with cake. Thank you. And, and I, I mean, love baked cake. goods. I mean, you could probably do the same thing without it being something baked. I mean, it's all you could decorate a piece of cardboard. You could decorate. It's it's not maybe just the cake part, but uh, it's yeah. I've made I've made a, a bit of food art art of food in my life before. I worked in food, so it's mm -hmm. like it's all very reincorporated. You know. Um, yeah, so I live with I live with my wonderful roommate and um, my cute dog, and um, I have a boyfriend who's here like for long periods of time from mm -hmm. New York. He's here now. Um, yeah, and then my my housemate has a a partner as well. So sometimes there are four of us, and sometimes there's just one person. And okay, but, yeah. How does that work with the boyfriend coming over from New York? Does he get a test? Do you get a test, or do you just kind of roll with it? We got tests, okay. and which I'm like, was like, okay, this is safe. And then like, the more I hear about it, the more I'm like, no, it's not like people are testing negative and then passing things on to people, which is like, I think it's just ultimately like a lot scarier than at first it was so scary. And then mm -hmm. I was like, it's not that scary. You just, you know, be safe. And then it's like, no, now that <laughs> it's hella scary. So, um, the, I guess the only thing that we can do is like not travel very often, you know, and, yeah. and then also not seeing people, which feels so weird at the end of the year. I'm sure, you know, because mm -hmm. um, usually it's like six million parties and shows. And it seems like everyone I know is born in December. So it's like usually there's like a birthday party and a show and a thing every week in the month of December and then Christmas. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway. Man, that's crazy. I see. I'm the same boat. Like, I don't know what to like. I've been laid off from actual work uh, three weeks now. It'll uh -huh. probably be a couple months, which is fucking awesome. I tell everyone I'm retired. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're asking me like, hey, are you back to work? No, I'm retired. What do you mean yeah. you're retired? Like, what the hell? The guys I work with are, are confused by it. I'm like, you know, I'm just embracing it. I'm like, yeah. 
I have never claimed unemployment in my life. I'm 30, yeah. 38 years old. Fuck yeah. Maybe I'll take some right now. I've been yeah. paying into it since I was 15. And then uh, I've been in sweatpants for three weeks. Not the same <laughs> pair, but I no. have not put on regular clothes. It's fucking awesome. I'll roll into the studio here in like shorts and sandals. Yeah. It's 28 degrees outside. But fuck it. I don't care. Like what? Yeah. Matthew's all dressed up for work, yeah. like on making calls and stuff. And I'm just rolling in yeah. like, whatever, dude. Like I'm in sweat. I'm in sweatpants. I have no shoes on. I'm just whatever. It's I'm happy for you. Eight, almost 830 at night. And I'm just, yeah, in the middle of downtown, just lounging. It's beautiful. Yeah. I might just stay retired. <laughs> well, you might be able to. I feel like your podcast is so busy. Oh, my God. You know, like, I love that what you're doing with this time is like banging out a bunch of stuff. That's like what everybody, I think, thinks they're going to do with this time. But like, I know I'm not. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if you presented me with this exact situation last year or even in January and was like, Jenny, everything's canceled. You can stay home, though. What would you do? And I would be like, this 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 it's like i haven't done any of that <laughs> yeah. you just got your you know? netflix worth so your netflix subscription worth and yeah. well oh. i learned how to relax which is actually super important because normally i would be like even on like new year's day would be like i'm gonna get a bunch of stuff done today and it's like why don't you fucking relax and take a nap actually like <laughs> get enough sleep and not beat yourself up about it like so I, yeah so that's what i'm doing so you've been um, focusing on yourself you. quite a bit yeah so are you finding some stuff <laughs> out like are you finding out like good and bad things and then like working on shit like or are you just finding it out and then finding it out i mean i think i'm working but like you know i'm alone here yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like sometimes i'll be like i'm making progress and things are going really well and then it's like your brain will just present all this like failures you know what i mean and you're like hmm yeah well <laughs> there is all of that um yeah and i think also i am an extrovert meaning that like it generally energizes me to interact with people mm -hmm. um but i was totally overwhelmed by the time everything shut down, I was like, I can't, I don't want to make any more friends. I don't want to know anything else about anybody, which like, doesn't sound like me, yeah. you know what I mean? But it was like overwhelmed and then COVID. And then it was like, Oh, okay. Well, you get what you wish for. Um, so yeah, but I, I do miss talking to people and, um, I'm not very good at calling people on the phone still. So, um, haven't quite learned that lesson during this break, but, um, but I did learn how to relax, which is fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Not I'm so happy that you're like stoked to be <laughs> free. How, yeah. how else can you take that at Christmas getting laid off? Like with kids, like what do you do? Like, do you go wallow somewhere or do you just say, you know what? Fuck, this is what it is. Here we go. Let's do it. Like I yeah. can't, I can't do it any other way. Like I have to keep moving. And I thought to myself, what do I love to do? I love doing this show. Like yeah. if I could do this full time, this is what it's like to do it full time. Like my wife, same thing. She's like, how many podcasts is like, I don't know, but we're going to find yeah. out. <laughs> and just keep yeah. rolling in. I'm like, all right, I got two today. I got three tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I got two on Friday. Like just going. It's awesome. That's wild. It's do awesome. you edit these yourself too? I don't edit anything. Holy shit. 
No, I don't edit anything. Okay. This whole thing will be on there. It's, I don't, uh, the way I look at it and have always looked at it is if you sit, so say, say everything's normal, whatever normal was, you get on a plane and you're sitting next to, maybe you didn't, you're sitting next to Fat Mike. You didn't know each other. You're flying to what, Colorado, two hour, yeah. two and a half hour flight. Strike up a conversation. It could be a conversation you'll remember the rest of your life. Probably will. With Mike. <laughs> and, but you can't edit that out. It's all yeah. there. It happened. Like, it's, I don't understand people that cut stuff out unless someone says something like something that's not supposed to be released yet. Or someone says something so offensive that you cut it out, but still, why would you even put the interview out if it was that right. offensive, right? Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't, yeah. I don't take any of that stuff out. Like if someone, Hey, I need to run to the bathroom real quick and they're gone for five minutes. I'll cut that out. Okay. You know, but like that's just dead air. The rest of it I'm is still... what people want, you know? Yeah, you're right. You're just good at talking and having conversation and pacing. I, you know what I mean? I guess I'm thinking about, other podcasts that I've been on that are like <sighs> the longest hour of your life, basically. And then like somehow it seems longer when the fucking episode comes out and it's mm. like, Ugh! you know, <laughs> but so, and yours is always good and like concise. I guess I always kind of thought there was editing going on, but okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll adjust the levels. So we sound as loud as each, like as each other. So I'm not blaring and you're quiet. I'll pull okay. those up. I, I could show you some time, like my workflow. I build an episode in maybe 10 minutes. Like I drop the P I have a template in uh, audition with my theme song in it and my ending. I drop the files in. I adjust the levels. I cut off the phone ringing and I slide them together and I press export. Wow. Like the 12, you're a pro. the 12, the 12 days of peer pleasure that we're in, well, I don't, I, yeah, I'm not sure if this is going to come out in that or over. Anyways, I was working on those today. My son was taking a nap. I did three episodes in less than an hour. Like I had everything built, like done already in folders and I just dumped them in and there you have oh, it. Wow. It, I, I feel weird if I spend more than 20 minutes on an episode. This is very healthy. Um, yeah, I think there's, I guess I just, I, I don't know. There is like an overworking of things that I think is like maybe reaction to things that need more work, you know? And then you just assume that to have a good product, you have to like beat the shit out of it. And it's like, you, I guess you don't, you're right. It's like, if it's good, you don't. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, you take it like, think of it like anything. If you like things that are real. You're not going to like reality TV. That's scripted with a with a uh, an agenda, right? Yeah. You want things that are real. You can't even watch cops. That's not even real. But like, you could just go out and people watch. Like, there's nothing more interesting than real stuff, right? Like, yeah. the whole premise of the show, I fucking can't stand. Every any retail job I've had, even in construction, you can say whatever you want to anybody. I mean, I could tell my boss to go fuck himself in the morning and I'm get paid in the afternoon. Like <laughs> it doesn't matter. But 
you still have to have that. If you're not feeling good that day, like you're not having a good day, you, you got to fake it because people are going to get like, be fucking this guy can't work with this guy. He's, a, he's yeah. a downer, right? If you're having a down day, you're having a down day. Like don't edit it out. You know, if the conversation's yeah. awkward, it was an awkward conversation you had. <laughs> Who cares? Like people yeah. want to <laughs> listen. People want people. I think listen to this show and maybe some others that are too afraid to do it themselves. I think like they're too afraid to approach so-and-so or so-and-so. So they want to hear what would happen if someone just approached so-and-so as like behind the bathroom wall, right? Like, Oh shit. What's he going to say? You know, like, yeah. uh, is he going to, you know, tell him to fuck off? I think people like that. It's like this voyeuristic kind of thing, but with audio, it's weird. Like they want to be a part of it, but they don't want to be involved, which is kind of cool. I think well, yeah, I feel like podcasts in general, like, especially now are kind of like a substitute for actual interaction. <laughs> they become you know that I mean? for sure. Talking, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It gets into your subconscious. I know what you're talking about though. When I went and when you told me the last few hadn't gone so well, or you, you were kind of shying away from, I was like, oh, I got to see what she's talking about. <laughs> and, and there's only one that I saw that was like a 20 minute intro about the weather and like snow and like yeah 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 instead of moving on just oh. agreeing and then talking more about the weather i don't I even like, remember this it's on youtube i I've, i'm not gonna put anyone on blast but no uh, i've obviously blasted it just out. it just kept going and you're being so nice about it and just kind of <laughs> responding but then yeah and then man, it's just unseasonably cold here. And I just, I mean, there's, we had snow in this time and snow in this time and it's crazy. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, why? <laughs> why are we here? Yeah. Should I? Okay. As in your professional opinion, if that is happening, should I just like grab the bull by the horns and like go somewhere? Like, yes. Okay. Yes. Because then it's interesting for you. If you are nice enough to sit through <laughs> that hour, if you're going to do that, wouldn't you want that hour spent how at least you wanted it to go? Yeah. How has Fat Mike yeah, lived his right. whole life? Answer the question you wish you were asked. Right? <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, okay, this is good advice. Um, no more bad interviews. Um, I guess I already know kind of. Well, so we do when we do like print interviews, like I used to just answer every question and then like, you know Vanessa Burt? Yeah. Okay. She's Vanessa fantastic. was like, you don't. Yeah, she is fantastic. I don't, I can't think of a person I respect more than her. <laughs> um, she was like, oh, you don't have to answer every question. Like, if a question is stupid or like, you know, what's it like to be in a girl band, for example, oh you know, you don't have to answer it. And uh, it blew my mind. I was like, Oh, you're right. I don't have to answer every question I'm asked. Yeah. Like who, who, you know, why am I like a child in these contexts? But, um, and then like, it took me a while to actually like put that into practice. And then finally, like, I like, and I also didn't realize that Vanessa really does read everything because she's a super pro, but I, yeah. there was like some, like a really stupid question. And instead of just passing on it, I was like, you know, like wrote back, like, no, dude. And uh, she's like, this is my favorite answer. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Vanessa. Like uh, you taught me to not answer stupid questions. Um, I should be doing this in podcasts as well, but yeah. yeah. Do, see, this like, is easier when you're like typing, you can just like exactly. make a face. Mm-hmm. 
talk shit and then answer respectfully. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, this is, this is easy stuff, right? It's easy stuff. If you've talked to people before, you can, you can talk to people, right? Like it can't be that hard. It really can't. And if someone's unprepared, like that's the thing. If you're a person that needs to prepare, prepare. Yeah. But if you don't, don't. Yeah. Like, and, and it seems like people have a hard time figuring out what what box they fit in, right? With with that kind yeah. of thing. And or they over prepare or ask, I mean, hmm, maybe go back if you have to prepare, go back and listen to a couple recent interviews. People don't do that. Like, there's so much out there available on anyone, right? I don't do any of that. And I, I haven't done that for a hundred and something episodes because it was boring. Well, it was boring. I took a time like preparing, thinking that something would go wrong and I needed to do my due diligence out of respect. But then I said, you know what? That's not who I am. I'm not going to do that anymore. And I never used them. I never once used them. And uh, I still have, I saved them somewhere. I should put them up online, like my notes that I never used. Notes think, that I've never used, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Jeff <laughs> from Thursday was like looking at looking at this no- notebook I had. He's like, is that your notes? It's like, yeah. It's like, you didn't even turn them over. I was like, yeah, I know. Uh, I But I do them because I, I got to do them and be prepared. Yeah. He's like, we didn't use them. I was like, you know what? I didn't. And it started to click. And I was like, you know what? Tomorrow's interview, I'm not going to prepare for it all. Let's see what happens. And it's just gone this long. <laughs> did you not find that you... Did, okay, so sometimes uh, I'm a little bit neurotic, but like if I have a big day when I go to bed, it's kind of like notes. Sometimes I will literally write out everything that I'm supposed to do and then try to put it in order just so I can like wake up and get to work without being like, oh, fuck, you know? Um, but sometimes it's enough to just think about it. But like really intentionally think about it and be like, there's this and there's this and there's this and don't forget this. And like, it doesn't need to be written down, but it's been thought about and then slept on. Like, do you, do you feel like you were doing that with the notes or you're just like, I don't need notes. Nope. Nope. Like, I just stopped entirely. I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm spending two hours the night before getting nervous and writing notes from Wikipedia and other shit. That's probably not oh, real. And okay. You know, it's like, who wants to go through their Wikipedia page on a podcast? Like, what better things could you be doing with your day, right? Like, you know, a good conversation's fun. Like, you have a good time. Yeah. Sometimes it goes really dark and deep. Sometimes I've cried on this show a couple times with people. Oh. It's, but it goes there naturally. It's not yeah. something I'm prying for. It's not something I'm trying to get a headline. I just want it to be real. Because I feel nowhere else in this world can I be that way without repercussions, if that makes sense. Like at work, if you're too real, people are like, man, this guy's fucked up. Like, you know, uh, if you're in a retail situation, you have to worry about HR. Like you can't say that. Like, well, why not? I'm feeling that. Why can't I say that? You know, it's, it's that kind of stuff or, you know, uh, it's just, it's something that this is kind of my journal without me journaling it down, right? Like okay. this is like an audio journal because when I go back to an episode from a year ago, that's where I was a year ago. I was probably sitting in my Toyota Previa doing the interview. <laughs> Maybe I was on back medication because my back went out that week, you know, and I will remember that and go back to that point in time through that conversation. And so 
because I, yeah, I don't write things down. I don't, I, my penmanship's horrible. My hand cramps up because I'm trying to write it down so fast and get through it. Uh, so this is an easier way. I, guess. <laughs> I love sense. that. But I think that's cool that this is your journal. I think that means it's real, you know, and like, I don't know. You're right. This is this is your approach is much more authentic. And I think that takes a lot of confidence, too, because I think. Everyone I know, at least consumes a lot of media on this type of I don't know. What do you call it? It's not a platform, but like genre. I don't know. Yeah, it's a medium. It's a medium. Yeah, medium. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just but then there is this like you're just kind of there's a lot of like posturing and like modeling after things. I'm just still so blown away that you like don't edit these. That's like (laughs) amazing to me. I don't even really know how. And maybe that's why I don't understand (laughs) audio. Like I know I know when a voice sounds good. I know when it's at the right level because it's pleasurable to my ear. Yeah. So I know what I like. And so I try to match those things as much as I can. But as far as like editing stuff and cutting stuff out, like those YouTube videos where they're talking, all of a sudden it clicks and they're still talking and it clicks. And every sentence is a, like, it's like the camera shuts off and on real quick. You know what I'm talking about? Where yes. they edit out the pauses and stuff. It becomes yes. completely inorganic like it's just weird it's like a robot talking to you and that kind of stuff i can't stand and when i would if i tried to edit something it wouldn't sound natural it wouldn't the cadence wouldn't be there the flow you know i've had a couple times people have asked me wrote me after the show uh or written me after and said hey can you pull that part out i said here like um yeah sure no problem and I'll pull it out. But it sounds really weird because I just cut the part out and it's like, hey, and it goes back on again. <laughs> you just leave it. Yeah. You don't put like a spring sound like wow, 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 or something. <laughs> a boy, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. should. I should. Just like a, or a beep. You know, you take out this yeah. five minute rant I did on this, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah how do we? Okay. So yeah, if there's things you want taken out, let me know and I'll take them out. I won't fight you on it. I, I just, if people don't ask, I just don't do it. Okay. You know, or people are like, man, maybe I sounded a little bit weird. Like, you really didn't. Like it was just a, a conversation. And that also the freedom, not to make this all about what, what I'm doing here, but like the freedom that gives you. Yeah. That what is the worst that could happen? Like I used to get so nervous and I still do. I was nervous before this just because it was more nerves of excitement because I, I want to be really good. I've been excited about it all day. And <laughs> but what's the worst that could happen? It yeah. sucks and you don't put it out. Right. That's it. Yeah. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Like, you know, yes, you got Barack Obama to come on your podcast and it sucked. Just don't put it out. Right. <laughs> like, yes, you're. And I, I use him as an example because. Holy shit, that'd be fucking crazy. And maybe then you'd feel bad that it didn't go well because holy yeah. shit, this was my chance to be in the national forum here and I fucked it up. Other than that, yeah. who cares? Right? Like, <laughs> if it's not Barack Obama, yeah. Yeah, if it's not Barack Obama, yeah. who cares? <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, like what's the worst that could okay. happen, right? Like you're not you're not going live on TV. 
It's true. You know? Yeah, I guess it's less nerve-wracking than, like, a show where there's, like, hundreds of people there anyway. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. This I was nervous, the... too. That's so funny. I think it was because I'm, like, a cave person now who never sees people. But I was like, oh, I'm going to wash my hair. I'm doing a podcast. Like, pajamas, <laughs> 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 though. Like, but yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See, you understand. Yeah. You should have started yeah. your podcast during this time. I appreciate that. I think I probably should have if I was going to do it. <laughs> it's such a therapy I response. Just... I hear well, what you're saying, and I appreciate that, but here's the real deal. <laughs> All these podcasts that I've been on that didn't, I think, go well were kind of talking me out of it because it was like, uh, if you were any good at this, then why would these be shitty? You know, like, so, and then I also am so like, uh, anytime there's like a technological interface, that is a barrier for me, like Mm -hmm. in the way that I think almost is like a learning disability. Like, I don't know enough about learning disability, but it's like, my brain is like, I don't get this. Like, you need me to understand this. I'm not going to. Um, So I think I was sort of afraid that there would be that would be part of it. But then what you're telling me right now about just not editing anything is like, I can do that. Yeah. Um, all you have to do is do a perfect interview. Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect. But, that's what's really beautiful about it. Is okay. It's not perfect. Yeah, that's true. Right? Okay. Like we, yeah. we, we, the very beginning of this, we're like, what's going on here with the sound? Hmm. Bathtubs, chicken wings. Okay. How are you doing? That's all in there. That's part of it. Oh. Okay. Right? Do you want to see this cake? Yes, I do. Like okay. this is this is like you know, it's awesome. Yeah. Okay. It's awesome. Just like the last time and just like every time after that. It's going to be great. Okay. But Thanks. I do think you should still think about doing that because the reason the podcast didn't go well is cuz it wasn't your podcast. Okay. You were okay. coming at it on the offense. Like right? Like they're trying to keep the ball in the air for an hour. Yeah. I don't even say like, I don't even say how long it's going to go. Cause I don't know how long it's going to go. Every I'll tell a publicist an hour, hour and a half. And they're like, Hmm, I don't know about that. And I've turned down big shows because they gave me 15 minutes. Whoa. Like I turned down Ace Freely from Kiss because they gave me 15 minutes. And I said, I can't work with that. Yeah. And I said, I'm not going to waste his time. I'm not going to waste yours. Let me know when he's available to do a podcast. Well, isn't this a podcast? I don't think you understand what a podcast is. That's <laughs> what I said because yeah. it's like it's long form conversation. I can't open up a, a, a can of whoop ass on on Ace Freely in fifteen minutes and make it <laughs> stick. You know, like yeah, you gotta dig. You gotta not dig, but you gotta you gotta you gotta establish a connection first, and then yeah. you can have. The real deal. Then, yeah. Fuck. 15 minutes is like just your statistics. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. who are you? Right. You know? Yeah. Or just um, anything. Just let them know that you're not a fucking creep and you're not trying. You have to establish that trust. That's the other hard part. Yeah. For one is telling someone that I want to spend an hour with your client. You don't know me. Right. But you're going to trust me and give me their phone number to call them. At home and do this, which I've been shocked at the people that have given me their phone numbers, not knowing me. Like, oh, yeah, just call him on his cell. 
you don't okay. know me, and this guy's like, I could sell this phone number probably. Wow. <laughs> to, but you know, the like, fact that you, yeah. But you don't. That's unless, what a, Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the having a publicist, I don't know, Dewey, I mean, I, what you're saying. Well, so when I was on Drinks with Johnny, they were teasing me. Like, you just got in a car with this dude, and I was like... No, I didn't just get in a car with a dude. Uh, he's been vetted by our PR agent. Like, I would not have done that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, which, like, you know what I mean? But I know they know that. And it's like, so, yeah, that is why you get these phone numbers that maybe you're like, oh, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, the publicist game is, and, and no disrespect to publicists, but it's hard to get a publicist to understand the format. When they're like, well, you can have half an hour. Nope. Call me when they can do longer than that. Really? Okay. Have you ever just called their bluff and started with the half an hour and then been like, oopsies, organically, here we are an hour and a half later? It's beyond that. Twice. Uh, Josh <laughs> yeah. from Coed and Cambria. Uh, I reached out, wanted to talk to Claudio from Coed and Cambria. Knowing Claudio doesn't like to do interviews and he's not a very talkative guy and probably not the best interview anyway. They're like, how about Josh? And I was like, cool. Like you have 25 minutes. I was like, all right, you know, trying to establish a relationship with this publicist. <laughs> Two and a half hours later, uh, and it was a connection. I was connected. Like they didn't give me his number. They I had to call the management company. This is Rock Nation. Had to call the management company. They connected me to Josh. And wow. by hour, two hours and 15 minutes, I was like, you know what's funny? We're having a good time. And I had to call somebody to connect me to you. Instead, just give me your phone number. He's like, fuck, I'll give you my phone number. Here it is right now. Right. Write it down. And I, I cut that out because he <laughs> said, please cut that out. Of course. And then we were going to start a fucking podcast together. It went that far. And then his mom, <laughs> this is where it gets dark. My dad died and his mom died. Like the time we were supposed to fly out to Riot Fest to do all these interviews. Oh. We had everything booked. Plane tickets, Airbnb. It was done. Like Rock Nation got us passes to Riot Fest. And then my dad went in for open heart surgery. His mom went to hospice. And when that both those things happened, we're like, you know what? Let's scrap this for a while. Right. Uh, it was fucking wild. Wild. And uh, but that that started from a 25 minute, here's your 25 minutes with this guy. Yeah. And wow. it went well, we could have done six hours and wouldn't even mattered. You know, it was one of those like connections where you could do a, like a serious XM show five days a week. Just you and that person. So, wow. But that so has happened. Friend. That has happened. But yes, he's awesome. Wow. He's a good connection. But Johnny and I were joking about pitching a serious XM show because when I had him back on, it was a blast. You should do it with us and be the okay. third. Because <laughs> then you wouldn't have to worry about any of the shit because yeah. all we'd be taken care of as far as the audio stuff and the technology. Let's do it. You just have to talk. I'm not busy and I can talk. I know it's great. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Sick. But you guys are um, both in Southern yeah. California, so it's easier because you guys are right there. I'd be the one odd man out up here. We in Oregon. didn't even meet until we were at uh, the live from Daddy's thing because it's COVID. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was like we did Zoom anyway. But yeah, um, which we were like, oh, we're so local. We'll just do it anytime. And then it was like. Just now. <laughs> yeah and then we finally did it but yeah yeah so now that there is no time or space 
we can do anything we want. Exactly. That's what you're saying. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> right. We can do anything we want. And uh, tell me about that, though. Tell me about the weekend at Fatty's because I watched it and it was awesome. Oh, my God. Like, and you guys sounded fucking great. It was so awesome. The sound was so good. Like, so, but you guys have never gotten to play those songs live. And I was so bummed because the yeah. record kicks ass. But I was like, fuck, when am I ever going to see these live? And <laughs> but you played Take My Call, which is my favorite song on that record. And it was all the sound was great. Like, I was like, this is fucking fantastic. It was like on audio, like similar to like Audio Tree, where it's like really good sound. But the, I mean, it was outside. It was fun. Like, tell that me was, about that because I was not able to go to that. It was, well, it was amazing. It was like, I mean, when Mike wants to do something, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't fuck around. I mean, he like, he, it was, it was his vision. You know what I mean? Like he had his vision with the punk and drovelic stuff and, and that was amazing. And then this was his, his like workaround for the situation that we're all in, you know? So, and I think he really put a lot of himself into it and on the line for it. And like, I mean, he had the whole crew, their touring crew was at the house. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So he had Kent doing the board mm -hmm. and then like there was, I didn't recognize the camera crew, but it was like, so it was like, of course it's going to sound the way that it should, because these are guys that have been working together for years. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's a, this is a business and a team and like, it was cool to see them, you know, as much as you can. And then like, I think in post, like I'm pretty sure he had the decomposers guys like fixing all the levels and mm -hmm. like, which is why everybody had such a, got so pissed off that it wasn't like, like, streaming live but like also i can't even imagine somebody being mad if they understood any of it people just get mad about shit because they're bored mm -hmm. you know what i mean but mm -hmm. i do want to scold and mad about that not streaming live like if you stream something live the sound is going to be shitty that's just it mm -hmm. you know even unless you have like some insane like mega lithic bandwidth machine that will like make sure that doesn't sound much when it gets to you right the fuck away which p.s nobody watches this stuff right the fuck away anyway mm -hmm. that's my favorite thing about covid content is like you have all weekend to watch this which is like great um maybe i'm in the bath eating chicken wings and i don't <laughs> want to take this call right now yes so yeah yeah i just am thinking about that still um, i'm so, so glad. it was amazing <laughs> yeah i'm gonna do that tomorrow um it was it was crazy i know i mean i know but it was like so people getting mad about whatever but it's like you got a much better product than anything i saw anybody able to do and i'm not saying that because like we were on it and we were awesome it was like that that's nothing to do with that. i'm talking about like the actual quality of the production mm -hmm. and like um you know those guys don't fuck around like and and the the one thing that was upsetting to people was really in the interest of like delivering a better product. Um, and it's a shame that there was, it's almost, I would say it's backlash, but then also at the same time, I, I kind of worry that anything Mike does results in backlash. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Which is like, you know, he's Lindsay Lohan at this point. You can, you just, we love you, but fuck you. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, 
it's a, uh, it's just a shame. I was, I was hoping he would do more of them. I think everybody kind of was, and I think maybe he was thinking of doing more of them, but then it was just like, ugh, what a headache, a th- literally a thankless yeah. <laughs> task. But, yeah. 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 But we were so excited to, to be a part of that. That was like, you know what I mean? It, it was like, we'll never get to play in front of people again. How's this going to happen? And then Mike used his position and resources to put that thing together, which was like a, a gift to everybody, you know, that was there. And I think for people watching, it's nice to see something that's kind of a little more resembles what we're used to enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wish people would stop being such dicks on the internet, but you know, they won't. They'll never change. <laughs> It'll never you know? change. I remember it brought me back seeing that because I was like, man, now everyone's seeing this house that I saw in such disrepair because when I was there, it was the pool house only and he had a dungeon set up by the front door. Like when you come in the front door, there's a dungeon to the right and then like one of the bathrooms was getting redone and then everything else was gutted. There was like seven different contracts. We thought we were getting pranked that there was nothing like he wasn't there. Like he sent us to some random house. Right. But then I saw the van with the leopard print ceiling yeah. and like the the clown car. And I was like, oh, we're in the right place. <laughs> this is it. But seeing it was yeah. so like, yeah, Johnny was there. And then I think he brought Matt with him uh, from Avenged. And then like Fletcher and all those guys were there. I was so, I was like, fuck, I want to be there so bad. It's just such an oasis, like a magical place. I was talking to Soma the other day about his, his dungeon because we got into the, the whole BDSM thing. And I was talking about when you walk, have you been in there? In the dungeon, like I have, yeah. Okay, because I I got this crazy feeling when I went in there. Like I felt like I walked into another world. Like, Maybe oh, I have. I'm in the room with all the dildos. No, no, it's like a, a room. Okay. It's like all the walls are like black and like um, purple and like all these like deep colors. Um, and then there's like all the gear. Like there's like benches with like okay, um, cr- like I don't even know what they're called. It's the stuff like they cuff the wrists with and like you put your head in there that kind of stuff like the room with the dildos i think is just an office or something like with all the (laughs) but the dungeon itself had like the like padded stuff and then like like whips and things everywhere and it's a dungeon like you know what it is when you walk in there i i mean okay in my defense i feel like this is a lot of mike's rooms kind of look like this like you know i mean there's like stuff they do like when I think was I was in the dungeon, I think I was excited because Jen and Polly were there and I hadn't seen them in a while. So that's kind of all I remember. And they put <laughs> that on Instagram, didn't they, or something? Because <laughs> yeah. that was not yeah. the dungeon. That was not it. But um, okay. that's a different room entirely. And there's like all I mean, there's like you could strap eight people to stuff in there at the same time. Like okay. it was it was a it's heavy duty. But I just had this feeling of like. I'm here now. Like, this is where I'm at. Like you, it's like this finality, like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. You know, right. I, I had no idea what half the shit was, but I was like, I could see like getting into this because like this, I'm in it now. Like I'm in a movie set. Like it's, and it's crazy how it just kind of like changes your whole, like just yeah. walking in that environment, close the door. Me and Seems me strange. and my buddy, Mike Mowry, I'm just like, wow. Okay. This is what a dungeon is. Yeah. You know, it <laughs> right. makes Never more sense. 
And Soma was just kind of like, yep, Mike has his ways. (laughs) I was like, hey, you want to talk? And I felt bad about that afterwards. Like, hey, you want to talk about your ex-husband for a minute? I basically just asked her, like, are are you and Mike on good terms? Because I wanted to bring up a funny story about uh, that whole situation. And she was totally cool with it. But at the end of it, I was like, man, I probably shouldn't have done that. Because that was probably kind of shitty. But uh, I think she had a good time. Yeah. I mean, they have done so many I mean, they did the home street home together. I feel like you, they're probably both used to talking about each other kind of all the time still, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like you guys put everything into that very important work together. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a totally random thought for you that I was thinking about earlier today and it, being where we're at now with not being able to go to a ton of places. I mean, you can go places. I go places every day with my kids and stuff like where there's nobody at. Like there's a park we go to on like an island that's a little, a little it's called an island. It's not really an island uh, where there's never any kids ever. We've always taken my son there because he can be himself. He's not swiping at kids or calling them sons of bitches or, you know, because he'll call. He'll, you, he has a mouth. Oh my god! And he gets it from me. Gets it from my wife. Like he'll hear it. Like he'll just sit there and call someone like a stupid bastard or like, oh no, uh, you know, go flush, go flush a fish, you fucking asshole, or like, go flush a fish. He just likes the set, like the like the sounds. But it gets embarrassing. So every once in a while, we'll take him to this park where there's no kids. Anyways, but there's. Do you feel a connection with places like either places you've been or places maybe you haven't been to, but there's like a something that draws you to look at that building every time you drive past it or, you know, the connection I think we're losing with a lot of these things like clubs, like like uh, the, the Twilight where you and I met. I was thinking about this because I used to drive past there every single day home from work for years, never went to it ever but i would always look over at the twilight partially because it was always like free shows and kind of see what bands are playing on the marquee but there's something that always drew me to look at that club then comes our interview the first time ever i drive into that parking lot we have a blast we have a friendship that continues to this day that's my connection to the twilight now but my whole time i was looking at this place not thinking anything about it except for huh every day Right. And then something happens or like the like the the where when I told you my dad passed away, which I, you already knew about this. But every time we were on vacation and drove past the hospital is on the side of the freeway. I would look and kind of stare at the hospital my whole life. It was always one of the buildings I would look at driving through Bellevue. That's where I then spent those 12 days in the ICU with dad mm-hmm. and then where he passed. So like there's this weird it's totally random and strange to bring this up and it totally throws everything off. But do you feel that way with places or have there been places that you've noticed that with? I've never asked anybody this, but it just seemed if I was having these kind of things with places now that we can't go places all the time, have you had that same experience? I'm trying to think if I have with places, I feel like what you're kind of talking about is like, it's it's intuition on like a spiritual level like there's i think there's more than 
I don't mean to sound um, anti-scientific, but I think there's more out there than what can be measured, obviously. And like, we are so obsessed with scientific, measurable, provable facts right now in human history that like what intuition and sort of spirituality and like energies and connections like that have been sort of shamed out of us. Like if you're a reasonable person, you would know that you can't, you know, that that's stupid and, you know, because we can't measure it and it doesn't weigh anything, you know what I mean? But it's like, we throughout human history (laughs) have like given that more weight. And I think tuned in more to it. And I think, uh, I I think you're just tuning in. I mean, you're a pretty intuitive person. And I think that kind of helps you be a good interviewer too. Like you are fully listening and like go driving the path and not just being like, I've got it on my map here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's, so I think I'm just trying to think if I have, I've definitely felt like I've been places before. And I think sometimes I wonder about like, when I'm dreaming of a place and it's always the same place, it's like, was I there? Will I be there? Mm-hmm. Is this, you know, some part of my energy being given to that? So I think, I don't know. I, I'm very into that idea that like it, we have more signals than we know how to parse, you know, like mm-hmm. there are maybe colors that are not on the visible spectrum, but they're there. And like, um, I feel like once you, once you pay attention to it, you just, it just kind of pays you back over and over again. Like the more you will receive, um, as far as signals go. Um, that makes a lot of sense. And thank you for that. And I, 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 I try to listen to intuition. I try to listen to, that inner voice and not listen ahead necessarily. Like that's another thing without taking notes is I'm not looking at my phone right now. I'm not looking at a, a notebook. I'm looking at you, right? And I'm listening actively. I'm not thinking about my next thought. Yeah. One of the only times ever in my life that I'm not thinking about the next thought or the next thing I'm doing. It's the one time I can be in the moment. But like this this afternoon, uh, I, was sitting, I was finishing those episodes. My wife was upstairs taking a nap with my son. They were down, you know, an hour or so. I'm busy doing that. And I kept looking at my daughter who is in at the kitchen table painting a fairy house that she's got. And you've seen, I've shown you her crafts and stuff. She's in there painting and she's using glitter glue and mixing it with paint. So it has glitter in it. It's awesome. (laughs) It's I'll send you a picture of it. It's really cool. But I keep looking at her. And just kind of staring at her. And then I look back at what I'm doing and I'm doing my thing and I'll kind of look at her again. She's not looking at me, but I'm just kind of like taking her in, right? And my wife comes down and she's like, man, that was weird. I was like, what? She's like, I had a horrible dream. Like I woke up like startled awake, something with Cora, but I don't remember what it was. And I was like, hmm. So like Grayson slept another half hour. So she was kind of bummed because she didn't get to finish the nap because she gets up early with him and the nap time is kind of a precious thing. Flash, flash forward to two hours later, and she's she usually doesn't take her phone with her on a bike ride with Cora, but she's like, I'm going to take my phone just for an emergency, I guess. Okay. I take Grayson to the train museum thing to watch the trains go by. Come home, she's all distraught. Cora almost got hit by a car 
like bad, like full, it would have probably killed her. Uh, the woman noticed her just in time and stopped. But that dream she had and couldn't remember of what, you know, but also here's the other weird thing. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, They have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working as most people are online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, You can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMV, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3. Tier 1 is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. 
Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls well, with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the Passcast. The Passcast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of, of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month. Cause I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. When that happens in that order, then you look back through your day hindsight and start attaching things to things that maybe weren't yeah. important. Where I kept looking at her and kept looking at her and kept looking at her and then maybe have never would never see her again. Right. Like, but that's tying things to something that maybe, but also it could have been intuition. It could have been kind of like, you know, if, if I had said, Hey, wait a second, just put your phone down. That two seconds would have been the difference between that car coming and not right. And how many times in your day do you cheat death? Because yeah. of something like, oh, crap, my keys and turn around and grab them. That split second is the difference between you getting hit by a train or like this thing happening. It's crazy to think about. It's but- it's real. And I think, you know, when you're like with your the, the tendency to like disqualify it and play it down is like, I'm not saying that we should like worship our dreams and like live our lives by these, like, you know, I think everything needs to be pretty flexible. (laughs) Like I definitely think like our culture around the world now and for the last, you know, when was the enlightenment? Like, you know what I mean? Has Mm -hmm. been very like, Oh no, that's silly. And you shouldn't worry about it. But it's like, I think any other time before that people, human beings would have been like, yes, this is, I mean, if there were cell phones, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, they would be like, yeah, of course it was about the cell phone. You had to take that second. And like, um, I think it's important to like see these things and count these things and like be connected to that sort of activity and possibility, um, you know, not obsessively, but like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's happening. (laughs) You know, do you believe in magic? I don't mean, I don't mean like, 
uh, pulls a rabbit out of my hat, but like, <laughs> like magic, like the, 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 uh, it's been coming up on the show a lot lately and I haven't dug into it at all. Cause we're usually talking about something with, uh, like psychedelics and things like that where it comes mm -hmm. up and we're really deep into that. But, you know, I see a lot of that more so now than I ever did. Like uh, people being into magic and like that whole thing, but I don't understand a lot of it. Is that something you're into? Or you? Um, I think I'm the same as you. I don't know much about it. It's like a thing that I think, especially growing up, there was like this, um, like if you're intelligent, you don't believe in any of this. You know mm. what I mean? But it's like, I think that's unfair to our cultural history and like roots and um it's unfair to people as individuals that are powerful and capable of things to just assume that like you have no control over this and like you have no connection to any of these things and um I think there's kind of layers in and I'm worried that what I'm saying right now is gonna not make any sense <laughs> but um Yes, I do. <laughs> I do believe okay. in it. I think, I guess that that's the short answer is like, yeah, I do. And I think like it can be as simple as like, um, like ma manifesting, you know what I mean? That's kind of something that's like in, in the cultural, um, mm -hmm. parlance that people can kind of wrap their heads around, which like, um, we've all kind of like, if you've done any of this, then you're like, I know that this works. And like, some people would be like, well, it's just cause you're focusing on it. And it's like, it may be about focus and it may be about it, how, how is that not magic though? You know what I mean? Like if you're focusing and if you're tuning in and if you're like clearing a path for your intentions, like how is that not magical? It's much more magical than taking a pill that was made in a factory by somebody who's decided that it costs more than your weekly salary. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like that's not magic. Mm -hmm. That's fucking poison, you know? So not that people shouldn't take medications if they have to, but like, sure. anyway, I get what you're um, saying. Yeah. When you're man, when you're manifesting something or you're focusing on something, you're also more receptive to all kinds of things. Like if you go around, there's been plenty of times in my life where I've said, you know what? I'm just going to say yes to everything here and see what happens. <laughs> that was the deal with Fat Mike. That was the deal with with Chino from Deftones. Like that, the, all these different situations where you come into contact with someone and you're, and you're just like, okay, I'm just going to say yes and see how absurd this gets. And it gets pretty <laughs> absurd. But it's also the story that comes from it is awesome. Like the experience is awesome, right? But if you're if your receptors are open, you're going to receive what's yeah. out there and I if just, they're closed it's like not buying that lottery ticket you know i yeah. don't buy a lottery ticket but that whole you got to play to win thing is 100 percent real <laughs> yeah exactly you know? but that's the thing like with those buildings right like the there's an energy there or that will be there mm -hmm. it's so fucking weird <laughs> i sound so weird when i'm saying this because in my own mind I'm a fairly logical thinker and it defies what I would I don't assume, think you know, like you don't have yeah. to feel bad about it. You know, it's You're just weird. It is weird, but like, I think the world is weirder. There's all sorts of stuff that we can't see. Okay. I mean, if you just think about like right now, I'm talking to you via the invisible intro. 
internet. Yes. Like that, we can't see that. And if you were like, Jenny, explain it to me how it works. I couldn't, you know what I mean? And I know that that's scientific. So that's like measurable fact. Like there's stuff that isn't measurable. There's stuff that we don't know. There's like chemistry, energy, like the fact that like everything here, this plastic tablecloth, you know what I mean? Like you, me, the dog, these, you know what I mean? Everything is all made of the same materials that every planet and every star in the galaxy is made of. Is mm-hmm. like, it's pretty amazing. Like that's mathematical. And it's been ground up a bunch of times too. Like we are made of the same shit. This is no, nobody was like, okay, here's fresh human seeds mm-hmm. that will grow into these humans <laughs> that have not been made of anything else or been anyone else before. Like, I don't fucking believe that. Like you and I, are either eating or made up of people in life and other forms that has mm-hmm. died billions of years ago, you know? Yeah. Like, or yeah. Maybe so I think that's deja probably, vu. I had this thought, <laughs> I wasn't high, but I had this thought <laughs> that like, <laughs> going back to like dreaming of the same places yeah. or like, or, and then I, I don't know how this got all folded up, but I was like, if I keep thinking maybe I'm dreaming example of like my childhood home and like, I'm a little girl in the dream and it's like, I'm in my home doing normal things in my dream and then it's over and it's totally banal, but it's like, who lives in that house now? And what if that's a ghost? You know what I mean? Like somebody could be like, I saw this little girl with brown hair. Like I see her sometimes she's in like weird eighties clothes. You know what I mean? It's like, that's, I, I don't know, but I'm, it just made me think of like, these like psychic energies that we give to things conscious or subconscious are like, are they receivable by other people in some way? You know, Mm -hmm. I know that like there are people who are more susceptible to receiving messages and seeing things and energies than other people. And yes, I think that's a gift, but yes, I think that those people that want to focus on that and grow that, like put a lot of energy into it. And therefore like, they're kind of like, tuning in the dial, but it's like that stuff is around. Mm-hmm. It's just that that person maybe is receiving it. It's like radio waves, right? Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's like I'm not a doctor. Well, yes. <laughs> Obviously. No. I'm mm-hmm. Drinking liquid death. I'm liquid not a doctor. Death. Okay. Grayson <laughs> so, calls that the L drink. They sent us yeah. a bunch of cases and he's like, can I have some of the L drink? And my neighbor kid, I gave some to him uh, or his dad. His dad was out like doing all this manual labor in the yard. I was like, dude, you want a cold drink? Yeah. What do you got? I got water. Yeah. Yeah. Give it to him. The kid's name's Junior. He calls it lick of death. I have some lick of death. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? The marketing marketing behind that is insane. The marketing is perfect. It's water. I know. In a can. I first had it at Fest and I was like, whoa, this is cool looking. Are you sure? Do I need to like give you a drink ticket? They're like, this is the water. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing I was thinking with the when you're talking about like the people being receptive, like how psychics can cold read somebody, right? If you think about it logically, like how are they doing this? Well, they mentioned this about this thing, and obviously there's a tie to your father. Obviously, there's a tie to someone passing away or they can read your body language. They can read, you know, and that's a that's a gift in itself. But it's something yeah. you can also learn, yeah, to a certain degree. My wife and I were talking about this the other day because we drove past a tarot reading psychic 
place in downtown that's open during COVID. I was like, that's weird. Uh, like one-on-one, whatever. And I've never had a tarot card reading. Um, but I brought the same thing. Like, do you believe in magic? And she's like, I, I guess somewhat, but uh, you know, who knows what that is. But um, the psychic thing like is so strange to me because that's kind of, like you said, what we're doing here, like I'm kind of leading through this like water trying to keep things going and, and whatever, but I'm also just kind of receiving whatever's there. Those people are doing it like in live time as well, where they're looking for signals Yeah, doing that, but also maybe they're receiving some kind of energy you're putting up. That's not body language. You know, that's well, of which I think there is a lot. Yeah. You know, and I think, I mean, there's all different kinds of people that do readings and operate as like mediums and things like that. And like, people have different gifts and they do it all differently. It's not like there's like one, there's not like a school of terror. I mean, if there is, I don't know about it, but like um, the people that I know that are, that do that and practice that. And that is like their profession. It's like they're gifted people, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of it is like being very in tune and um, knowing kind of where to find signals, which I mean, you're right. What you said about like a quick read kind of when, when it's like a trick sort of a Mm -hmm. thing on like those shows where there's like a studio packed full of people and which I think is unfair to the practice in general to like put it up like that, where it's like a who, you know, it's a trick, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like it, that's kind of magical. Like if you have, if you have, you ever just been having like a terrible time and you're like, about to come apart completely. And then someone in a casual interaction is just like the perfect amount of like kind or gentle to you. And you're like, this person is like a bolt of loving lightning. You know what I mean? Into your, or like maybe you've been, you've probably been this person to other people. Um, that's a magical intuition kind of connection that I think happens and is totally valid. And like, not on a measurable spectrum, but like, you know, I think, so yes, I do believe in magic. <laughs> I have, I have, <laughs> I have been there, uh, what you're saying. I don't know if I've ever been that for somebody. No one's really ever told me that, but, um, I've been there where I was ready to fall apart when Grayson was born, heart surgery, four days old, like might lose him, horrible pregnancy, uh, not sure what's wrong with him, all these defects. I'm like, haven't slept in days. I am, all I had to do was run to Target and get some food for us to have at the NICU so we don't have to eat the awful hospital food anymore. So I'm like, I'm going to go in. And I was working at that Target at the time. So I was like, I need to go to this Target where I work, explain to management what's going on while I've been, why I'm gone longer than I was supposed to be, uh, and get a couple supplies and I'm ready to fucking lose it. Like I was livid, angry, scared, uh, exhausted, exhausted. Like everything was setting me off. Like if someone cut me off driving. I would have just followed him. Like I was that in that bad of a place and out of control of my body. And I got to the register and the person was completely kind and warm and, could see probably that I was upset didn't like crack a joke or anything try to make me smile but was just a peaceful person yeah to where I went because I was 
a manager at the time. And this, this was a new person I had not met before. And I went, when I went to talk to the store manager, let him know what's going on. I was like, who is that person over there? And he told me, and I was like, I can't even explain to you the impact that that had on me just now. I was ready to come in here and just grab what I need and just walk out. Right. And, uh, he's like, Oh yes, you know, so-and-so. And and that's the first time anyone had really ever told me that saying that, uh, you know, be kind to everybody because you don't know the weight they're carrying. Like they could have just lost someone they loved, could have just broken up with somebody, been broken up with, gotten the worst medical news, $20,000 tax bill, whatever. And that's why they're on edge. Not because they're mad at you. Right. But if you can realize that and harness that, and that's something I've tried to carry from then on. I was like, wow, that worked for me. Maybe, you know, like maybe I'll take a step back when someone's screaming at me about their infant formula. You know, I don't know where they're coming from. I'm paid to stand here and listen to you scream at me right now. So, you know what, let's do this. And that has helped immensely. But I know exactly that's I know exactly what you're talking about there. Um, And it's it's huge. It's huge. You know? Yeah, I think a lot of people that, you know, when you can remember that, it's like it's best practices, like as a human being on this planet, like you should be pretty nice to people as long as you can, unless you're like having one of those days where you like just can't keep it together. But like at the same time, I personally have experienced some where it does feel like, are you reading my mind? Like, you know what I mean? Like to just in a way like the, just that in, and their brief interactions are like, for example, like I have a friend, my friend is a, is a tarot reader. And like, my life was like (laughs) coming apart. You know what I mean? And it was like, to me private, (laughs) but like, and then she just like reached out to me and we're just not like, we're like texting all the time, buddies. Mm -hmm. Like I met her at rock camp and then like more than a year had passed or something. And like, I was just like miserable, like, and just like, didn't even know what to do. And she was like, Hey, you should come see me. Do you want to come get a tarot reading? And I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> I need some help. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, how did you fucking know? I didn't even like, which I just still am like, she's either an angel, maybe she's an angel, but, um, and that was like, it wasn't, I wasn't, I don't remember if I was like sending signals, but you know, sometimes we are on these yeah. invisible frequencies. Yeah. Um, Leaving out, and then other people that are maybe a little bit in a position to be more collected can pick up on them and like and do what they will be hopefully kind, you know. Um, but yeah, I think that's where I feel like also throughout maybe because things have calmed down and been so slow finally. Um, I will find myself like thinking of a person and then there will be contact like, which is not initiated necessarily by me or like I'll hear of something about the person later, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, if, if it was one thing where I'm speaking this person's name or talking about them and I could be like, well, the phone has the microphone, you know? So of course it's going to put their Instagram feed in my face because I said, you know, but it's like, I, it's not things that are spoken out loud, which makes me feel like, you know, so, and then I get a little superstitious where it's like, 
like we we lost a friend this year mm. who took her own life and it was like and I and I never see this person but I always you know she's a friend and I love her and like I remembered like I just was thinking about her for like this weekend really randomly like and algorithms had kind of swept her away from like my field of vision. But I just remember thinking, I was like, that's so weird. I wonder how she's doing. And like kind of left it at that. And I thought about her a lot that weekend. And then like midweek, a friend was like, Hey, this is, I have some bad news. Like, which I thought was awful, but also kind of like proof in a way that like, there are these invisible strings and connections that like are really worth paying attention to. And so now when I have since been like, Oh, I'm thinking of this person, like I'm trying to like be proactive about it because it's like, are you okay? Did you win the lottery? Are you sick? Are you sad? Like, you know what I mean? But you came to me in my thoughts kind of, kind of randomly. Um, so when, and actually I was thinking of you and then you were like, do you want to be on this show? Which I'm glad it was good news and not like bad news. Um, yeah. See, I was thinking of you as well. I think in, I think the text might even said, Hey, thinking about you, how are you doing? Because I, mm-hmm. I have been doing that the last year or so. If I'm thinking of somebody, I, I'll send them a text like, Hey, just thinking about you, how are you doing? You know? And sometimes people are like, what do you want? I'm like, nothing. I'm just checking on you. How are you doing? You know? Yeah. And some people get like put off by like, oh, that's weird. And then other things happen like, you know, um, but yeah, putting it out there just like, just a check in, you know? Yeah. Or smiling at somebody on the bus or whatever, you know, like. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Which we can't do anymore. Exactly. (laughs) I know smiling at strangers is like fraught with. You know, but it is something I miss doing. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you can't wave at people. You know what I mean? Like, that's too much. But, you know, anyway. that's, that's um, a whole nother no. tangent because, like, the where we're so ingrained with like noticing things, smiles, eye contact, things like that. If everyone's wearing a mask all the time and you're not receiving those signals, oh my God. Are we going to forget it? Is it going to become less or more like, evolutionarily a year isn't a lot of time but it does start to affect things i think especially with younger people oh my gosh that's weird yeah i feel super bad for kids right now Mm -hmm. um yeah because of like what will this do will this be like um like a layer of ash in our fossil record and like when you're only so old what will that do mm-hmm. to your ecosystem emotionally? Um, yeah. Ugh. It's weird. Sometimes I'm selfishly like, I don't mind not doing anything. And it's like, that's kind of totally bullshit because there's like, everyone is businesses are closing. And like, what about the children that mm-hmm. st- stayed at home for a year or, you know, if they're lucky, stayed at home, you know, like, Oh, it's so gnarly. Um, I'm so excited about a new president and maybe somebody that will like talk about this instead of like talking about how it's nothing. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole nother nightmare. Um, 
that's hopefully coming to a close as much as it can, you know? I don't think we'll ever find the right person yeah. that just fits everybody and it just does just no, a good person all the can. way, you know? You just can't I mean, do it. Okay. I think of politics a lot as like you are having a very large party and you are feeding everyone pizza. Um, what are you going to put on the pizza? Like, you can't be like meat lovers. You know what I mean? Like you have to just be like, okay, maybe we do like a half half seas or something. And then somebody's going to be like, well, I don't eat cheese. And you can be like, do you think you could pull the cheese off? Is that okay? Should we No. Um, but I just, you know, no, no one is ever going to be totally happy with everything. Think about Mike's beautiful show, for example. <laughs> he did a great job. And people still got really mad at him for doing something that was cool. So, yeah. Well, think about this. So this is a weird – so there's this guy, Richard Barnes, that used to come and, and help us negotiate our contracts with our contractors for the union. And they would butt heads for months trying to figure out what is – what we're going to do, how much more are we going to ask for? Are the contractors going to give it to us? Blah, blah, blah. They go back and forth. These epic battles. This guy came in and they accomplished a six-year contract, I believe, in three hours. And he's a professional negotiator. So I took his class because I'm fascinated by that stuff, these weird ethical dilemmas and stuff. And I told him uh, about meeting Ronald Reagan when I was a kid. And how I didn't know who he was, I would have probably not shook his hand if I knew who he was now. Um, but I was a kid, met Ronald Reagan, and he's like, oh, I used to work with Reagan. I would fly around on the jet, and we would do these labor disputes. And he was there when they, they shot at him, like he was 20 feet away. And Whoa. so I was like, okay, I'm talking to you now, sir. And uh, we did that, but he was basically saying the, re the way he solved it the, the disputes was basically taking an orange and saying, I have this orange. This is all I have. Don't think about what you, what you want. Tell me what you need from this orange. You know, like I need the peel because it has this, this and this. Well, I need some of the middle. Like it's not, I want the whole thing. Tell me what right. you need. And then we're getting somewhere. And that broke yeah. everything loose. Breaking it down to that simple of a, of a thing. What do you need yeah. from this? This is all that exists. It just opened people's minds into like, well, I guess we can give up this to them because we we need this. We can't survive without this, but we can survive without this. Give them that. Cool. We need that, right? Yeah. Simple. I'm a simple yeah. girl. I'm a simple girl, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out uh, to Bad Cop. Bad Cop. I'll never Thanks. be a simple girl, uh, rather. No, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, we definitely have gotten the orange uh, has been turned into a million wishes, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's wild. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, there's How all sorts of stuff. It? <laughs> all sorts of stuff like that. There's all sorts of dilemmas. I yeah. I just love that stuff. Because then you can never really get the right answer. Like you just choose yeah. what you're going to choose. Yeah. You know, but. It's not like that. God. Talking to Yoda or some, mm -hmm. you know, wise but confusing character. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> cool. What? Um, <laughs> I still can't get my kids to watch Star Wars. 
It's okay. Um, maybe they watch Baby Yoda and you get them that way. They love right? Baby Yoda. They just don't understand. Yeah, that's fine. Then when they're older, they'll be like, oh, Baby Yoda's backstory. Yeah, yeah it's a prequel to Baby Yoda. Um, have you ever interviewed Craig Stasek? No. The third? Okay. You should. Okay. He is like, he speaks in riddles and like it is very like I just asked you if you were gonna be here tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> and you gave me this really confusing thing hidden inside of like a Rubik's Cube. Like it's just like <laughs> well, that was delightful and confusing and thought provoking, but still didn't answer my question. Um yeah. yeah. I love that. Excellent. <laughs> I would yeah, I would love to. I love stuff like that. When people ask yeah. me like a simple question, sometimes I'll mess with them or like, you know, where are we going? Wow. That's a extremely personal and deep question. Right. You asked me, let me try to break that down. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I just yeah. meant, where are we going? Well, I mean, we're, uh, yeah, I love, I love scaring where are people we not that way. Going? Yeah. yeah. Where are, where aren't we going? <laughs> you tell In me that. You tell yeah. me where aren't we going and I'll tell you where we are going. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, well, Jenny, this has been fantastic. I I think this is a good Thanks, spot dude. to uh, wrap. Hour and a half. Boom. Boom. <laughs> how's, no how's the weather over there? No, I'm kidding. Uh, I can see it. It's beautiful. It's, it's a bunch of different shades of purple going yeah. into yellow, into orange. Is that yeah. just a is that just a like a backdrop? I this was the back drop for, for the, the ride the cover of our record and so it's spray painted i okay. like spray painted this did you but know you I, can do backgrounds on zoom i did but i feel like it's always like yeah like you're missing a part of your face or something or the microphone like, becomes uh the oval office <laughs> <laughs> what's out the back window a bunch of water slides is that like a blow up oh, yeah. what am i seeing I can't see it. I'm small. I'm small in this. Uh... Wow. Hold on. I a feel second. like I it's think... like a. Whoa. Um, I just changed it. Now I can see both of us in the same size. I was like oh, a little shit. thing in the corner and now I can see. Yeah. There's this one that I use for. Uh... <laughs> My favorite cartoon ever. <laughs> <laughs> I who, who drew that? Because that is like. I just think about it like seven times a week. It's Have so you good. seen this meme? I can never get in the right spot for this one. <laughs> you see that meme? <laughs> what a perfect background. Or I can Whoa. go to the office. If wow. you watch the office. I was going to okay. use this one to freak you out today just because it's Love cute. That. But yeah. uh, I figure we might get distracted. So anyway. No, I like that. But you can do that. You can do um, anything you want. It's awesome. I like it. I, I feel like I'm, I'm analog. Um, I just was just w watching like a million animated things, obviously, because that's what we do now. Um, and like, I do love, I do love modern animated stuff, but like stop motion is so much fucking sicker. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's just always going to be, it's not that I don't appreciate the digital capabilities and that, and think that like you, you know, it is amazing that you can do anything on it. And like, there's nothing really holding you back, but then I feel like the, 
the gravity and scale and like modeling and like weight of things kind of does appeal to me on a level that doesn't quite make sense. <laughs> so, yeah. So I have a spray painted backdrop, and awesome. you have a digital one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I yeah. I'll, I'll work on some other ones. It, it just. Okay. The microphone makes it disappear and like it just never looks yeah. right. If I can make it look real. Yeah. I'll send you one. Okay. Tell me what you want and I'll paint you a real backdrop and we just hang it behind your chair. Awesome. Because I, I was using one to throw people off. It's a, It was a group of like cyclists, like professional cyclists. And you know how they wear those shorts? Yeah. And it was all dudes. <laughs> and they were red shorts. So you could just see which wiener was going which direction. Like it's, it's, uh, and I would just get on there with that. I don't know if you've seen that. Hold on a second. I'm just going to pull I, this up. Okay. So let me so, just tell you a story about this picture. <laughs> I can't like who, what kind of guy are you? Are you the I, downward? Are you the, yeah. Anyway, sorry. I set that picture as my boss's desktop. Are you serious? I got in big trouble. Um, <laughs> I got in big trouble. Like, I was like, I just thought it was funny. And like, I didn't think about it as like inappropriate. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like 23. Um, but then the owner of the company was like, have you ever even heard of sexual harassment? And I was like, well, I've heard of it, but like, I'm not, I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, <laughs> I mean, I've I heard know, of it. I know but... now that you can't do that, but like, I just was like, well, it's funny. Like, cause I had done other desktop wallpapers before and uh -huh. then I was like this is so funny like I just have to put this up but and it was like anyway I can't really defend it because yeah it was an HR violin when I think back but <laughs> at the time <laughs> I was very proud of it um maybe that's what they cut out of our area. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and it all comes back to this cycling so short wieners okay. yes <laughs> It all comes back. The Sorry. greater picture of this whole chat was sexual harassment. Magic, intuition. Right. right. Sexual harassment. Sexual harassment. Yes. We've all been Sorry. schooled. <laughs> oh, shit. I love this so much. I see now what. Yeah, okay. I, I've learned. Okay. As long as you've learned your ways. I mean, that's why I'm here. Would, just to yeah. But I just think that's funny that you're like, this picture, I was like, yeah, I know that picture. I got in trouble. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Anyway. I love that. Yeah. All right, Jenny. Well, this has been fantastic. I am <laughs> I am not going to edit this like usual uh, unless there's something uh, you really uh, want out of there. But No. My mom. I'm sorry, mom. She already knows about things like this about me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was great talking to you. <laughs> it was fantastic. I love this. This is, this is exactly what I was hoping for and, and pretty much knew would happen just because it's the way it works. I love it. Hopefully you don't feel like it was a waste of time, but no, uh, it was so fun. So nice do, to see you. Um, give all of your family a big hug and I would like to see this glittery fairy house. please. I will send you a picture uh, probably tomorrow when it's light out and I can see she put it outside. So she's got a fairy garden in the front yard. I'll just take a picture of the whole thing. Okay. You're going to lose your mind. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Jenny. Um, bye dude. Bye. We'll see you later. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jenny Cotterill from Bad Cop, Bad Cop. What a fantastic person. I was hurting from laughing so much while we did this episode and listening back through it a little bit here, cleaning some stuff up like it was it was even funnier the second time around. We always get into some ridiculous conversation about uh, 
chicken wings in the bathtub, uh, anything funny we've been doing. Uh, and then we take the scenario and just expand it, and it's always fun. And so she'll be back on again and again, I'm sure. Um, but all the best and all the luck to Jenny in everything she's doing. Uh, I just love watching what she creates, some amazing cakes, some amazing paintings, and, and uh, I mean, custom vans, all sorts of awesome shit that she does. Um, so check her out, Jenny Jenny Cotterill on Instagram, and also I think it's Jenny Bakes Things if you want to see all her baked goods and, and what she can do with that stuff. It's it's incredible. My daughter loves watching them and her videos and things, and um, just a good person. So thank you so much to Jenny for coming back on the show to entertain us all and and sit through my ranting and raving and, and silly ideas. I appreciate it. And thanks to each of you for coming back week after week and putting up with what I do as well. I, it means a lot. Um, we've got some great sponsors for the show. We've got Classic Grit, uh, which is Riley from Thrice's uh, baseball-themed company. We've got Ryder Evan Robeson Studios on Instagram, does all the leather goods. Uh, just amazing stuff. You guys will see it. It's on my Instagram. Um, we've got Stringjoy, providing some of the best guitar strings I've ever used uh, to the show. And uh, Blake from Tone Mob. Uh, as part of that company and a good dude and and just has a great um a great eye for detail they don't spare any expense and they're i mean you you feel it when you play these strings so go get yourself some custom gauge strings over at Stringjoy. we've also got sweet drop cbd sweet drop cbd is uh is keeping me <laughs> afloat during these times with my pain anxiety all that stuff it's fantastic sweetdrop.com uh the code pleasure all capitals will get you 20% off your first order. And also SX Coffee Roasters, my buddy Aaron from Bain and Be Well has a coffee company. It's fantastic. Uh, SXCoffeeRoasters.com and the code pleasure will get you 10% off your order there as well. Um, big thanks to all the sponsors, you know, over these last 200 episodes and, and thanks to all you guys. So like I said, my voice is hurting and so I am going to get out of here. Thank you all so much. I love each and every one of you. Come back next week for episode 200. We're going to celebrate a milestone. Thank you again so much. And as always, we'll see you on the radio.
One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or were nothing more than a one hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.